0: Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the Flicks of the Week that never end. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. This, that, and the other, and yeah, here I am. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, my Flick of the Week is going to be the, I don't think it was BBC. It was, you know, it, it's British, of course, but. Um, it was BBC. There's, yeah. It's BBC One, Two, or Three. <laughs> to the BBC. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it's Faulty Towers, uh, starring, of course, John Cleese. From uh, Monty Python.
1: Fucking beautiful show. I love that show.
0: Yeah, and I, I I don't even remember how I came. Oh, I came across it because I was uh, I was looking for uh, Monty Python because so, it was announced that Netflix was going to have their entire catalog. So I started looking up John Cleese-related things, and that's how Faulty Towers came up. I didn't even know anything about it until, yeah, I started watching it, but... Now I know a few things about it. So anyway, I feel more illuminated in the uh, art of British comedy. And I will be doing... I'm going to be doing um, something different.
1: It's a a fan film, Mm -hmm. I guess if you want to call it that. It's called um, Never Hike Alone. Okay. I'm not going to tell you anything about it until I get into the review. But it's called Never Hike Alone. Okay. I found it on accident uh, yesterday. And I, I went out with some friends and I came home and I stay up to like 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning watching it because mm-hmm. it's really fucking good. So anyways, uh, let's go on with uh, I want to play something from Faulty Towers. All right. Kind of like a teaser trailer.
2: Good morning, madam. Can I help you? Are you the manager? I am the owner, madam. What? I am the owner.
3: I want to speak to the manager.
2: I am the manager too. What? I am the manager as well. Manager, he manager. You're what? I'm the manager. What? I'm the manager. Yes,
3: I know. You've just told me. What's the matter with you? Now listen to me. I booked a room with a bath. When I book a room with a bath, I expect to get a bath.
2: You've got a bath.
3: I'm not paying £7.20 per night plus VAT for a room without a bath.
2: Where is your bath?
3: You call that a bath? It's not big enough to drown a mouse. It's disgraceful.
2: I wish you were a mouse, on the you? <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. I asked for a room with a view. Deaf, mad and blind. Uh, this is the view as far as I can remember, madam. Yes, yes, this is it. When I pay for a view, I expect something more interesting than that. That is Torquay, madam.
3: But it's not good enough.
2: Well, may I ask what you were expecting to see out of a talky hotel bedroom window? Sydney Opera House, perhaps? The hanging gardens of Babylon? Herds of wildebeest sweeping majestically? I expect to be able to see the sea. You can see the sea. It's over there between the land and the sky. I need a telescope to see that. Well, may I suggest that you consider moving to a hotel closer to the sea? Or preferably in it? Right. <laughs> Now, listen to me. I'm not satisfied,
3: but I've decided to stay here. However, I shall expect a reduction.
2: Why, because cracker is not erupting at the moment, or...? <laughs> because the room is cold, the bath is too small, the view
3: is invisible, and the radio doesn't work.
2: No, the radio works. You don't. What?
1: <laughs> See if I
2: can fix it, you scabby old bat. <laughs> I think we got something there. What? I think we got something then. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't, don't think me rude, but may I ask, do you by any chance have a hearing aid? A what? A hearing aid? Yes, I do have a hearing aid. Would you
3: like me to get it mended? Mended? It's working perfectly all right. No, it isn't. I haven't got it turned on at the moment. Why not? The battery runs down. <laughs> now, what sort
2: of a reduction are you going to give me on this room? 60% of you turn it on. What? My wife handles all such matters. I'm sure she will be delighted to discuss it with you. I shall speak to her after lunch. You heard that all right, didn't you? What? <laughs> Thank you so much. Lunch will be served at half past 12.
0: <laughs> you know what this show kind of reminded me of, um, kind of, was uh, Keeping Up Appearances. Uh, because uh, it was a show that was really, really good, and it, ran, it didn't run for as long as it should have because of how good it was. You know what I mean? Keeping Up Appearances, I think, was only on for like three seasons. And then the main actress on the show didn't want to, she just didn't want to, you know, do it forever. She didn't want to be typecast or something like that or or something like that. But um, this show is fucking funny. And I am so glad that I started watching, um, that I checked it out because, you know, there's certain things. I mean, well, I'm pretty sure there's, there's a, shit ton of things that I've missed out on that I, I, have, I know nothing about and you know to add to my own uh, mental library right <laughs> of all the things that I've seen um, so starting back in uh, I guess in the early 70s when uh, John Cleese was with Monty Python and uh, him and the, the crew were they were staying at a hotel somewhere and there was this uh, hotel owner who uh, went by the name of Donald Sinclair who <laughs> he uh, according to John Cleese was the rudest man he ever met and the guy was just, I mean, you couldn't believe how, how just in, inappropriate he was towards his, um, you know, I don't know, uh, his customers at this hotel. And so it inspired him to write, um, you know, create this show, Faulty Towers, and him being like the main character, he's very similar to him in, in a lot of ways. <coughs> yeah, and Basil Faulty is just fucking yeah.
1: straight up rude.
0: Yeah. And then extremely selfish as well, right? And um, and uh, it's funny because I didn't know this, but there was a movie that John Cleese is in, of course, called Rat Race, and the name of the character he's a he plays a hotel owner who's rich and he likes to use poor people to entertain him, right? Right. And his name is Donald Sinclair, which, which is, is fucking hilarious. Right. I the fact that I I saw Rat Race what almost twenty years ago when it came out, nobody should see that movie. It has moments. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Isn't Jamie Farr in that movie reprising his role from Cannonball Run too?
0: I don't think so. But um, but oh, that movie's worth seeing just for the John Lovitz Hitler part. It's goddamn yeah. hilarious. Holy shit! And I'm
1: not a big fan of John Lovitz. I mean, but
0: yeah, I'm not a huge fan of his either. I mean, that he, part
1: was fucking hilarious. Oh
0: my god, damn it, fucking. Um, but yeah, like I said, that movie has moments. But of course, it, yeah, it's not it's not the greatest movie. I mean, Cuba Gooding, Cuba Gooding Jr. He's a perfect example of the Oscar um, curse. You know, he wins Best Supporting Actor Oscar, and then everything he did after that is just shit. And Rat Race is one of them. And but uh, yeah, anyway, I uh, don't want to talk too. Much about Seth that movie. Green's in it. Oh yeah, there's a shitload of people. Breckin in that movie. Meyer, Gloria Allred is in it. Dave Thomas. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot Kathy Bates. Yeah, the Squirrel Lady. Um, (laughs) with all the signs warning, you should have bought a squirrel (laughs) anyway. Um, faulty towers is, yeah. I mean, look for all intents and purposes, the main reason to watch this show is for John Cleese. He is so good at physical comedy. It's like, it's so good. It almost hurts how well he is at this shit. And this is, this is in the late, this is in the mid to late seventies because this show only was on for, uh, two seasons a total of 12 episodes, six, uh, six episodes per season. And the first season was in 75 and the second one was in 79. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of people, fans and stuff were, you know, they're a little miffed that the fact that they didn't do more, but, you know, reading about it, I found out why. And, um, according to, you know, uh, the, the character of Polly on the show is, uh, is by Connie Booth who was one of John Cleese's wives at the, you know, um, and, they were married when they were making the show, and they were writing it together, and apparently it took them six weeks to write each episode, which is like an eternity when it comes you know, to writing, right, for, for writers of uh, sitcoms and stuff like that. So they, um, they put a lot of effort into it, but I'll tell you what, th- each episode shows that. It shows the effort that they put into it, and um, it's... Fucking yeah, it's 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 hilarious. the the second most the, the second most funny character is played by Andrew Sachs, um, who uh, the character's name is Manuel, mm-hmm. who's uh, Spanish. and oh my god, the 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 racist shit that that John that Basil like unleashes at this guy. he constantly calls him a spick and stuff like that. and it, it's like, dude, what the fuck? I keep like looking around, like, did he really just say that? You know, and all these stupid things he, you know, makes fun of him, and he's always smacking him. I mean, like, dude, you wouldn't see that today on, on on sitcoms, just constantly smacking someone who's a foreigner, right? Like, like looking down on somebody, right? And, but anyway, it's still hilariously done, and you know, the the Manuel is like this inept, inept. Uh, he's like he's like the butler, but he also helps with the cooking and the serving because they have a little diner inside the hotel and things like that and and he's just, he always misinterprets what Basil says to him or he does something stupid. There's, there's this one episode where he has a pet rat that he has to get rid of because there's an inspector who's going to come back to reinspect the place after he gave it a thumbs down and the whole episode they're trying to get this rat out of this fucking hotel and it just keeps popping up at the worst times. It's absolutely hilarious and John Cleese just, just sells it so well when he's just chasing after it or or there's another character who starts shooting at it with a fucking shotgun or, or whatever. It just um I, I could have kept watching this show. That's how, how well it is, how funny it is. And um, if you if you like um John Cleese's type of humor, then you, you gotta see Faulty Towers. I mean well if you like John Cleese and you know who the fuck he is and you've probably already seen Faulty Towers. But I'm saying as someone who just started watching it or who who just finished watching it that you got to see it if you if you like uh, you know British comedy, you know. And I, I I just moved on from that one. Now I'm on Absolutely Fabulous. I think I'm on the third season of that. Um, and I'll get into that one later. But that movie uh, that show is <laughs> the characters are very very interesting. I'll, I'll just stick with that for now on that one. Um, and then uh, oh fuck, I was I forgot to mention uh, mention uh, Basil's wife, whose uh, her character's name is Sybil, played by. Uh, Prunella Scales, I think it's that's her name. Um, she's like this, uh, you know what, I, she comes off as a control freak bitch, but then you come to think about it, she's not really. She just has to deal with someone like Basil all the time, right? So she's got to treat him like a fucking child.
1: No, she's a fucking bitch.
0: She, Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah, <laughs> But um, from what I read also is that the actress is really extremely nice, so it was very hard for her to be rough with um, with John Cleese when they were filming the show. <laughs> Because she she didn't like yelling at him, she didn't like smacking him and things like that. But um, I mean, it, it, anyway, it adds to the humor of the show. And you know what? The show is is like I said, I highly recommend it. Um, all twelve episodes are on Netflix, and then uh, I can't wait for Monty Python to come on there at the end of the year, so I can start watching all those from the beginning and go from there. Because I'm pretty sure if I like Faulty Towers, I'm going to like Monty Python. So, yeah, th- even though I think uh, <laughs> Monty Python's way more zany, right? Yes, yeah, so, all right.
2: Good evening, everything to your satisfaction? Oh, well, well uh, I don't like the chips. Sorry? The chips are awful. Oh dear, what's, uh, what's wrong with them then? They're the wrong shape and they're just awful. I'm afraid he gets everything cooked the way he likes it at home. Ah, uh, does he? Does he? Yes, I do, and it's better than this kid's garbage. Now, Ronald, these eggs look like you laid them. Ronald! <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 look here, old chap. Shut up! Leave him alone! He's very clever, rather highly strung. Yes, yes, he should be. (laughs) Well, these are proper French fried potatoes. You see, the chef is continental. Couldn't you get an English one? Why don't you eat just one or two, dear? They're the wrong shape. Oh, dear. What shape do you usually have? Mickey Mouse shape? Smarty shape? Amphibious landing craft shape? Poke in the eye shape? God, you're dumb. Oh, now. Is there something we can get you instead, Sonny? I'd like some bread and salad cream. To eat? Well, there's the bread and there's the mayonnaise. I said salad cream, stupid. (laughs) We don't have any salad cream. The chef made this freshly this morning. What a dump. This is very good. He likes salad cream. That's puke, that is. Well, at least it's fresh puke. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, he said it. Ask why you don't have proper salad cream? I mean most restaurants... Well, the, uh, the chef usually buys it only on special occasions, you know, gourmet nights and so on. But um, when he's got a bottle... Ah! He's a genius with it. He can unscrew the cap like Robert Carrier. It's a treat to watch. And then <laughs> right <on> thing. <laughs> Not on the walls. Magic, mind you, he's a wizard with a tin opener, too. He's got a Pulitzer Prize for that. He can have the stuff in the saucepan before you can say haute Cuisine. You name it. He'll heat it up and scrape it off the pan for you. Mind you. Skill like that isn't picked up overnight. Still, I'll tell him to get some salad cream. I mean, you never know when Henry Kissinger's gonna drop in, do you? Oh, sorry, sorry.
1: Nice <laughs> man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sometimes he gets just as much as he gives, you know, but it's just funny to see some of the characters he has to deal with because there's moments where you start to feel sorry for him, but then he does stupid. He does the shit that makes you realize, oh, wait, he's a dick and he deserves what he gets. (laughs)
1: All right. So there's a Friday the 13th fan film called Never Hike Alone. Okay. And it's by uh, um, these guys from Womp Stomp Films. And. Womper Stomper. It's. There's no. um, It was a Kickstarter uh, that was done last year. It's not a 22 minute short film, it's
0: 53 minutes. Okay. Um, But that's still considered a short film, right? You have to be. What is it, 70 minutes or more to be considered a full-length motion picture, I think? I think so, yes. Anyways, uh, I'm trying to... It looks like Seth Green versus Jason. <laughs> oh, cool. There's the trailer.
1: It's uh, Okay, the story follows uh, Kyle McLeod, who's played by Andrew, I think it's Lety, um, an avid backpacker or backcountry hiker who, while on a solo backpacking trip, discovers the long-lost remains of Camp Crystal Lake. Ignoring the campfire ghost stories from his childhood, Kyle's curious nature draws him to see what is left of the camp since it cl- was closed after the infamous 1980 Friday the 13th mu- murder. That's
0: an interesting premise.
1: Um, however, Kyle's innocent search of the camp turns deadly when he is attacked by the Camp Crystal Lake's last remaining resident, Jason Voorhees. Stranded alone in the middle of the wilderness with a legendary mass murderer on his heels, Kyle's survival skills will be put to the test like never before. Okay. Now, there's a couple of things. First and foremost, it's not it's not a film about camp counselors or anything else like this. Yeah. This guy Kyle, he's he's um they've kind of they kind of redid it after doing um giving that synopsis. He's um he's a YouTuber. He's a popular YouTuber and he does these Bear gorillas type hikes, okay? Um, and I'm just using Bear gorillas. He's not, not a survivalist-type thing, but what he does is he maps out all these places, and he says, okay, so this is what we're going to do, and I'm going to take you guys along the adventure with me. It's going to take X amount of time. So he goes up into the woods, and he as, as he gets into the woods, he says, so this is going to take roughly like a week, to, to hike around these woods. Yeah. And the way that I have it mapped out, it should take me right back to my starting point, which is right here. And my first point is eight hours away. I've got seven hours until sundown, and I have to be there in eight hours.
0: So he's got it well planned out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he grabs his stuff and goes on a hike. And he, as he starts hiking through, he says, I found an old marker trail. This is kind of interesting. I've, you know... Who knows what the hell's going on? But this old marker trail, let's follow it and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. So he starts following it, and it leads to Camp Crystal Lake. So he goes up to the old cabin at Camp Crystal Lake, and he starts telling the story about, hey, my brother used to scare the shit out of me with these stories about Jason Voorhees, blah, 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 blah. And he's walking around the old, the old lodge, and he comes across, like all these little artifacts and mementos, nothing about Jason.
0: Yeah, at least not yet. No headless mom. <laughs>
1: and as he's as he's walking around, he's he's filming the whole thing and looking in places, and he hears something banging, and he goes and sees what's going on, and it's a door that leads to nowhere. He goes, "These are old doors. It was easier for trash to be thrown out into the trash bin from these doors, you know. And this one looks like it's just flimsy. It's just a piece of plywood that's been slamming against the the the." Uh, the side of the house,
0: kind of like the swing in Evil Dead, the chair swing, kind of, yeah, yeah.
1: But um, it's just a flimsy piece of wood that's just slamming against the uh, the, the 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 door jam. Yeah, and he's like, you know, if you fall off of here, whoop, you know. So he and he keeps telling all this stuff. He's like, you know, I don't really believe in Jason. I don't believe in this, and I don't believe in that. Um, what I didn't do is, and I want to play this, which is the a trailer. <laughs> It's that time of year again, and what better way to spend the summer months than in a place where you can play, learn, and grow. With plenty of activities to go around, we guarantee you'll have a fun and safe time here at Camp Crystal Lake, located in the Wessex County National. We to bring this is a Channel Seven News Scene Special Report.
2: At approximately 8:30 a.m., the officers arrive at Camp Crystal Lake.
3: Identified as Pamela a boy,
2: several victims were reportedly former hacked former employee to the of the bone. camp, what you're about to see almost defies description, and some of you may not want to watch it. Pending investigation, Camp Crystal Lake has been closed indefinitely.
1: Check, check one, two. Hey everyone, Kyle McLeod here, checking in on another glorious backcountry adventure. This week, we're gonna be venturing
3: through the Wessex County National Forest. I should mention, this hike is not for the weary, so I recommend only intermediate to advanced levels tackle this route.
1: Intermediate, maybe, advanced definitely. So let me catch any noobs out here.
3: I found this old trail marker on the other side of the creek.
1: Now, it's not marked in the guidebook, but but I think it's worth checking out. Camp Crystal Lake. (laughs) Can't believe it.
3: That story used to
2: scare the hell out of me.
1: I think someone was living here. That was a fucking intense trailer. Not bad, and it's really fucking good. It Looks
0: like they used uh, drone uh, cameras to uh, do some of those aerial shots, which is smart. Yeah. So the the entire
1: film, like if you watch any of these fan films mm-hmm. or any any of these um, uh, these amateur films, like the stuff that we've watched, like uh, we make movies and um, um, Ross Monroe's, um,
0: the yeah the the, 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 the lying or. or uh, God damn it. I I
1: thought you were gonna say the invention of lying. Yeah, it's I mean, not that. Um come on, Brain. Uh way to way to fuck everything up. You Mike.
0: make sure you fucking edit that, dude, so we don't sound like we don't <laughs> You talking about the the McGee one?
1: Or? No, not 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 McGee. Um
0: A Legacy of Wine. Thank you.
1: A legacy of wine.
0: A legacy of wine. The invention of whining. <laughs> the invention. There we go. That's what I want. Yeah,
1: make sure you edit that. I don't I'm not no, no. I want it to be real. We're allowed to make mistakes. Um, so, and those and those movies are good on their own right. Yeah. But like this is next level fucking good. Like these guys went and hired real actors. Yeah. Not saying that we make movies, but I'm talking like these guys went and hired like next level fucking actors. Yeah. And these actors really, really, really. Fucking put it forward. Yeah. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel cheesy. And the way that they did it is because um, I was reading some Friday the th- stuff on um, fr- the Friday the 13th sequel from 2009 yeah. and the way that it was supposed to be set up. And um, I just clicked on this link um, from, I think it was Bloody Disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on the link. Well, it's right here. It's fr- or Friday the 13th fans. Uh, Friday the 13th franchise.com. And I, I I was just like, okay, you know, I thought it was just a trailer. It says full movie. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch it. They basically took it from 1983, mm-hmm. you know, because he has a hockey mask. And, you know, so it was Friday the 13th part three. So whenever that came out, 82 or whatever. Yeah. And, and discarded everything else. And, this guy just comes across Camp Crystal Lake, and Jason is there, and and he finds Jason's mother, blah blah blah, and it's just him versus Jason. There's nobody else. Yeah, he's he he's his cameras destroyed that he was using, and and at, at one point he, he does the the whole um, uh, Blair Witch Project thing. If anybody finds this, let yeah. them know. I'm really sorry. But I'm being chased by a fucking serial killer, and you know uh, I'm in serious trouble.
0: Right, and don't give me the ending because I actually want to watch this.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna give it. I'm not giving anything away, but there are some surprises. I just put it
0: on my uh, on my YouTube uh, history so that I, I it's on there to remind me.
1: Yeah, there there are some surprises, some really cool fucking things. Yeah.
0: Okay. And the way that the
1: way that it's all set up is just basically this guy versus Jason, and they fight. Like, he fights back, and, and, like, as he's hitting Jason, you know, it, he, Jason's just standing there like, whatever, bro. And he'll, you know, like, there, there'll be times where the dude will just get picked up, like, manhandled and thrown into a wall or on a table or out the fucking door or whatever else. And it that's all it is for, uh, like, 10, 15 minutes into the film. Yeah. You know? And it's just this guy <laughs> getting his ass beat by Jason. Um, the guy that plays Jason does a great job of it. There's a, there's a point where Jason's mask comes off and that's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, again, I'm not going to give everything away. I don't think I've given anything away. No, not really. Um, other than the fact that he shows up at Camp Crystal Lake and boom, Jason's there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and what's, but like I said, what's really great about this is that this takes from Friday the 13th part three and, and just revisualizes um, before I forget. I, as I was reading the comments, they were like, "Hey, why don't they make a fucking Friday the Thirteenth movie?" That's like, I want. Oh, oh, sorry, did you read any of the comments?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't read any spoilers, so I that's didn't, why I scrolled back up because okay, yeah, there I, was I, a big fucking. I missed the spoiler, so don't worry. Okay, so here I'll look away while you if you need to read something off there. Uh, no, I'm fine. Um, there was, there was comments
1: on another page about, hey, and this is how I found it. Uh-huh. Why don't they just make fucking, like, 1980s-style movies, horror movies, and, and base it off of, like, say, Halloween 2, and then just move it forward? Like, I've been bitching about for years. Move it forward. And that's why I watched Halloween H2O a couple weeks ago, even though you said i I thought I keep forgetting that you know some of these movies are actually decent, yeah, like I didn't want to watch it, but it was on, so I watched it, and I realized that that's actual the actual legitimate sequel to part two than anything else, yeah, and this this guy's like i oh, they should just fucking make these movies, you know and use use regular you know thirty five millimeter film or whatever. And, and make them intense like they used to be. And I realize I'm older now, and I'm not 12 years old, but you could really make an effective movie doing this. And, and this guy posts, he goes, check this out. And bam, you
0: have yeah, never hike alone. There was some, um, I remember, what was it about, a little over 10 years ago, around the time the Revenge of the Sith and stuff was coming out, and uh, there were fan-made films, Star Wars films, And some of them were fucking... Dude, they put some really good effort into making them.
1: Yeah, the Han Solo uh, animated one is really good, but we watched that one. Um, Wompstompfilms.com, written by uh, Vicente DeSante, directed by Vicente, Vicente DeSante. And um, I'm telling you right now, man, um, these guys... Oh, I already had it open. These guys really fucking... Killed it. You
0: put the effort in, huh?
1: Yeah, and see, like, like he gets injured and whatever else. And I have a couple of problems with the movie. One of them is when he gets injured. Um, you'll see it when you watch it. <laughs> the, um, the other one is uh, Jason clomping around. <laughs> you, you know, like the the stupid fucking uh, stomp. Yeah, uh, music. That's what it sounds like. It's just like clonk clonk. It's really ridiculous. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, um, because it, it it it's that's a little forced. Okay, like when he's walking around, it shouldn't sound like he sounds like a fucking the Ed Two Hundred Nine robot <laughs> from RoboCop. Yeah. Um, that's, th- but it didn't take me out of the movie. <laughs> There's, it's just minimal, minimal things that um that that are
0: problematic. The no. acting is top notch. Is it shown from two different perspectives? Is it no. shown from his own camera and then also like a just a film? In, in some parts, yes. Yeah. But
1: for the most part, no. Okay. It's 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 just like one camera and like when he's running and shit like that, yeah. they have the fucking camera following him and yeah. he's full out booking. And and like you in the in the trailer you saw him running through the trees and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the that and that part is when he initially gets Gets to the hiking area and says, "Hey, you know, this is for intermediate to advanced." <laughs> huh. And he starts, he starts running. He's running to his destination, mm. and then he, he, as he's camping, the first night he's camping, he hears all these wolves—they're howling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then something comes on them, and fucking, they start attacking it, and then they stop howling, and he's just like, well, "That's kind of weird,"
0: you know. But he doesn't get attacked by a bear, does he? No. All right. Good. <laughs> it's just because it seems like every movie where someone's in the fucking woods, uh, there's always a bear, always a fucking bear. Why would he get attacked? I just said why. So I'm glad that they didn't.
1: I I would have said he got attacked by a bear if he... this is this no. What if he so, didn't?
0: Because you've seen it and everything, so it's not a big deal.
1: So the um there's there's three different trailers. If you go to wompstompfilms.com dot
0: com and then click on the films link, um they have this. This movie. I'll check out the trailers after I see the movie because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want any, I kind of want to be surprised.
1: Yeah, this is like, well, let's watch the first one <laughs> and then. You fucker. It's only a minute 47. I mean, you watched the second trailer. Yeah, that, so that,
0: that's the 25th of the movie.
1: <laughs> you, you literally watched trailer number two. See, trailer number one's not giving that hey guys. much away
3: day 12 and a beautiful one at that so today's mission find the lake this train's looking a little treacherous but uh, I'm I'm have to make my way nothing's stopping me all right I'll check in with you guys later Kyle out
0: see this is different so he looks a little bit like the the Hemsworth brother you know the one that played uh played Thor in the play in Ragnarok? Liam. Is it Liam Hemsworth? Wait. No, Liam Hemsworth is the uh, other one. It's the one that's married to Miley Cyrus or whatever. There's a third one.
1: Yeah, see that didn't give away much. In fact, there's some differences between that one and 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 the actual movie. Like I said, this is really fucking good. And um, as for fan films, even the poster is just amazing. It's
0: like the Neil Blomkamp of of independent horror films.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm impressed, and I hope that they do more. So
0: more, please, more. Yeah.
1: So I uh, I'm going to I'm going to send him a, a hey what's going on I saw your film couple of average joe's blah 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 we're doing a we 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 re- we reviewed it and we threw it on our podcast I just want to let you know so if you want to listen to it you can hear it here
0: All right womp stomp.
1: so anyways that's all I got
0: That's all we got this time man All right so uh go uh, shake a tail feather Okay I don't know what that means I don't know what the fuck it means What does that mean Does it mean Shake your tail feather. Yeah, is it like a like a like a you stripper shake show? Your ass, like a dancer, like a like a rock yet or something? You, know? you need to shake your ass. Well, yeah, but why? Why go shake a tail feather? You know, it's a thinking too much on it. <laughs> you really want to look that shit up right now? You're the one that wanted to know, yeah, dearie. It. It's P Diddy. Yeah, that's from the Bad Boys 2
1: soundtrack. But there's actual other song called "Shake oh, yeah. Your Tail Feather," <laughs> Murphy Lee. Shake,
0: shake, 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 shake. Shake your tail feather. There it is. Shake your tail feather. <laughs> oh yeah, duh. Let me see you shake your tail feather.
1: I mean, shake your ass.
0: Switch, twist, twist, and shake it, shake it, shake the it. The five due tones it, it recorded a
1: version. Um, anyways, there's there's been five different versions. Yeah.
0: All right, but but, oh, but oh, the
1: best one is the Ray Charles one. Oh yeah,
0: it's great.
1: And I'm not playing it.
0: No, no, no. You don't need to. <laughs> Why not?
1: Because. Hmm. Cheetah Girls, The Five Dew Tones, Ike and Tina Turner, Ray Charles, and P. Diddy. Hmm. So, Blues Brothers, if you want to know, Blues Brothers. There you go. Blues
0: Brothers. Blues Brothers. Shit. <laughs> All right. We done? Yep. We're done. Good night. Done.